Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyways, hey, hey, welcome to the Replayer Podcast. I'm stealing Pagan's intro since she's a little under the weather today, and I'm going <laughs> to take the reins on this episode. Uh, and everybody, join me in welcoming our first guest on the new Replayer Podcast. We have back to the show, Maria and Patrick. <laughs> Mr. Pisa and Sorry. Pocket Ninja. What's up? Welcome. What up? Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Pisa. Isn't it shiny in here, the new pretty shiny Blue. replayer podcast it is shiny it's so pretty wow. well, I mean, okay. I'm shiny. just gonna say i loved you kept the name yes yeah. uh, we did I'm, keep I'm the happy name. we did there was yeah. a lot of back and forth on that maria <laughs> and ultimately uh the douche nozzle podcast was taken so mm. we stuck oh, with the, the wah, replayer wah. podcast <laughs> no, yeah it's great we love it yeah we've tried filing a, a claim in a lawsuit but ultimately we it were just, unable to get turns it. Turns out there are a bunch of douche nozzles. nozzles uh, <laughs> who fucking knew? <laughs> like, but we wanted it. <laughs> Rude. All right. So today we are going to be talking about the brand new RTS game, Age of Empires 4, that came out on PC back on October 28th, which would be now about a week ago. Uh, we've all, I believe, had a chance to play it. But first, uh, I want to do a little Thanks. shout out and acknowledgement of the fact that Forza Horizon 5 is on its way out and it's getting incredibly amazing reviews and i personally am extremely happy and excited about that and i'm wondering if anyone else cares as much as i do oh yeah yes right sure. <laughs> yes no do you know no, any no, no, game no. shut up Megan. do you know i'm any... ready to drift you know... around mexico right. do you know right. any game that's on a volcano like 10? a volcano yeah, 10. i'm ready to get out of the english countryside you know i think that that mm. was fun in that last game but i think that from from all accounts the the diversity in the in the biomes and the environments of this new one look so cool mm -hmm. yeah yes i love me a good racing game so i'm all for it so i'm, I'm excited too. to see why it's got a 10 you know so yeah like the fact that it got a 10 from ign uh multiple other outlets gave it 10 slash 100s or really really high like in the high 90s there's very few reviews that i've seen that were less than 95 which for a racing game is fucking incredible i, I have to hard f fucking incredible because i don't <laughs> think there's a single other racing game out there that's ever gotten that high of a score and i've played every forza game except for forza horizon 3 that's the one i missed i, I kind of skipped that one you really missed uh, out on that one I know. I actually, I actually went online and bought it, <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting it. I'm gonna go back and play it again, or play it for the first time now. But I played Forza Horizon one to death. I've played two. I've played four, um, and I was really looking forward to five. Now I'm really looking forward to five, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, so I just wanted to say, like, congratulations and great job to Playground Games that they knocked it out of the park with like, oh my god, I can only imagine it's gonna be like the best racing game ever made. Yeah. Um, and to tail end that, they're also making Fable. <gasps> Ooh. That Fable. makes me feel extra happy and hopeful for Fable. Do you think I've you can tune Fable. up your car in Fable? 
I hope so. <laughs> Custom rims. Yeah, it'd be sweet. Think? It'd be sweet. <laughs> I mean, if they bring back like the talking door puzzles. Oh man! Anyways, anyone who's not played Fable, you're missing out on. I've I have never Fable. played Fable. I will I'm also have missing to out. get on that. Oh, thank yeah. God! <laughs> I thought it was just me. Well, you've got something great to look forward to. Anyways. Yeah. Moving us on to our main topic of discussion this week, we are going to be doing a deep dive on the new RTS strategy game, Age of Empires 4, which is the long-running series of RTS games now with its... God, what's it been since Age of Empires 3 came out? Newest Jesus. edition? Good, good, good question. <laughs> I'll find out. I'll Google. You'll look it up. All right. So just the brief little history and background, you know, Age of Empires is one of the most beloved real-time strategy games returning to glory, um, putting you at the center of epic historical battles that shape the world, featuring both familiar and innovative new ways to expand your empire, vast landscapes, and stunning 4K visuals. And Age of Empires 4 is uh, bringing an evolved real-time strategy game to a new generation. That is the description of the game right from the website, just so mm. you know. Age of Empires 3, um, it actually came out in 2005. So wow. This is 16 wow. years, basically, wow. isn't it? Um, right. Yeah, goddamn. 16 Man, years in the making. Um, <laughs> fuck. I didn't even read. Oh my god, I'm old. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so oh, I, no. I know I've played. I've played a pretty good chunk of the game so far. I I've been pretty addicted to it. It's it's fun. Um, mm. I wanted to give you guys a chance to go around and uh, share your experience so far with the game. And I'm gonna put you right on the spot right now, Piggin, since you're taking a drink. Right. Get it out. Get it done. Yeah, let's get it out. Uh, it's paracetamol. <laughs> it's like lemsip. I don't know if you have lemsip mm. in. What the fuck happened to my voice? Hold on a second. Oh. <laughs> the lemon hello set. okay there we go <laughs> okay um yeah sorry so i've actually just been playing a little bit of this um i have been sick so i haven't talked as many hours as i probably should have but i'm really enjoying this i'm enjoying like the cutscene. i presume mm -hmm. you'd call them cutscenes, right like like the beginning of each mission and stuff like that mm -hmm. and you get this kind of like fucking history channel documentary going i love that i love that vibe um you're really hard up for that stuff <laughs> yeah I, I i love all that mm -hmm. i feel like i have i have a question about age of empires 4 right okay like so i really enjoy um learning the mechanics of the game and how they're teaching it to you through the tutorial and through the campaign they're adding more and more each time you go through each mission mm -hmm. and stuff and i really enjoy that uh, there's definitely some things about the game that's just frustrating, but that's, I think, has been a part of all of their Age of Empires games, yeah. like the clustering of um, yeah. your your uh, your units and stuff like that when you're trying to separate them is fucking annoying. But um, I, I have a question, is that, is Age of Empires going to appeal to you if you don't like A, history, mm. and B, British history in particular, only because it starts that way? So, like, when you go into your campaign and everything, you get quite a lengthy campaign in the British history mm -hmm. um, stories. And I'm wondering, like, if you're not into that, like, are you even going to battle through all of those? I mean, because of these cutscenes now, they are lengthier than before. They're giving you a lot of wealth on the history and stuff. And um, I, I don't know. Like, would, would that appeal to you if you don't like history and British history in particular? Will you stick it out? I think to answer the like the short answer there is I believe you can choose any one of the campaigns. I don't think you're locked into following true, the campaigns true, true. in order. 
if you did it like me though, like if you if you just load up the thing and you just yeah, get I went start right campaign, into the first campaign as soon as I started it. Yeah, if you start straight mm-hmm. ca- campaign, which I also find I find their menu a little bit like um heavy, like it's very text heavy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I could just play through. So when I saw click campaign for a single player, I was like, great, I'm just going to start a campaign, and that's when it launches you into British history. I understand you can you can pick and choose. Did you say there was like Mongolian history and Russian history mm-hmm. as well in there? Yep. I have yet to come to those. But I just find that if you're like me and you don't really like a text-heavy menu with a whole bunch of stuff happening, you just want to play the game, that is a little bit difficult to find. It's always been like that with Age of Empires, though. I, find I mean, that's an fun. RTS game in a nutshell, I would that's say. That's true. That's true. Um, right. Yeah, overall, it's great. I, I, I am enjoying it. How about you, Maria? Well, for someone who's actually British, um, <laughs> it's actually it's a refresher for me to go back and and relive the shit I didn't pay attention to at school. So, <laughs> so you know, I'm going back and they're like these little videos. I watched one and it was then talking about building castles and stuff. And mm. I was like, like, oh, this uh, this castle took 25 years. And I'm like, how fucking long? <laughs> so I just, yeah. So to me, it was like having these little videos and stuff is like really really cool. But the game mm. itself, like I've I, I like the Age of Empires games, and I feel like if you're someone who is into knights and armor, and, and even anybody that's into like Game of Thrones or something is going to appeal to that that kind of feudal mm. kind of stuff. And so, but it's nice to go back and um, you know play those like that guy. I like the game. It's it hasn't changed so much to make it a completely new game. So as soon as you mm. load it up, it's Age of Empires. You can see it's Age of Empires. Um, just it's polished a little bit. It's a little frustrating. I have to admit, there was a couple of times that, you know, one of my archers was shooting a shed and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah. um, but but no, it's, it, but it's, that's what you come to expect from Age of Empires and stuff. And so it's, it's the typical, you know, RTS strategy um, type thing. But no, I'm enjoying it. I haven't played too much of it, but I've been playing some of the um, missions and I like the, like... Some of the battle reenactments, they had the one that was like the William the Conqueror and things, and you got to re- mm. reenact the actual battle. And I was just like, oh, that's how what happened. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, it's, mm. really, it's really cool. I mean, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. And how about you, Patrick? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to admit that I, I haven't played a whole lot of it yet. Um, but I, I, I'm curious to know everybody else's here, their thoughts on visually how did you feel walking into this game when you, when you booted it up? I, I felt a little underwhelmed now knowing that it was 2003 since, since the, the last one, 2005. you know, when, when you have 2005, pardon. Yeah. Um, when you have other, other, you know, large scale war game, like I'm thinking of total war specifically, like that game is like, I, it's, I, I don't want to dive too deep into that because I feel like they're, um, the art style is very distinct, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I kind of, you know, it's, it's for, it's, you know, 4k, 4k visuals. And I just am. Yeah. I can a little, see what you know, you're saying. A, a it's like it expect a little bit more, you know, from it. Yeah. Like it's, it's literally just age of empires free with a bit of polish on it. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I, and I, I think that the, the gameplay is, is, is very important. I'm, I'm generally a gameplay over, over visuals kind of person, but it just, it, that's definitely something that stood out, but but as as you said, Marie, you know, you booted that game up and it was it was Age of Empires. You know, you started that tutorial and you're collecting wood and you're you know and you're you're you're, you're setting up farms, you're setting up barracks. Um, but as someone who is a history 
buff, you know, enjoys that. It's hard to speak on, you know, if you if you booted right into, you know, the British storyline and you're you're not into that. I can't I can't speak to that perspective because I'm like, yes, give me all of that. You know, give me those videos. I, yeah. I get a kick out of it. So um I I definitely plan to play more. Um but I can't help but but think like, oh you know, this could have probably looked a, a little differently. Hmm. Dan, what do you think? What are your what are your takes on what Patrick said? Let's see. So uh one of my favorite things about the game so far is definitely those historical cutscenes. I I love the history nerd in me loves how it feels like I'm playing like an episode of the history channel where they're doing these deep dives into mm-hmm. things. And it's funny because there's actually a lot of the uh, cutscenes and the, the live action stuff that they're showing you use people that I've seen in actual other like historical documentaries on shows that I watch about history. It's the same people. It's like, it's, I'm like watching the same show essentially, <laughs> but then cut into age of empires. And then they have that kind of interspersed into the, the gameplay and the cutscenes. Um, I do agree that the graphics are not nearly on par as what I was hoping for and expecting in a 2021 game that's been in development for, I think, about five years, give or take. Um, I think that it was definitely more probably a uh, design choice in the style, but I still think that you know a lot of the game could have been a little prettier. But again, I'm, I'm still big on gameplay over graphics. Um, as long as I'm having fun, I don't really care how it looks. Um, cause I, I mean, I play a lot of 2d games too, anyways, that have no visual aesthetic to them, but they're still fun. Um, the storyline is definitely a little bit better when you can play the other aspects of things. Like I love the British history. It's super interesting. I started playing the Mongol campaign the other day and it's like completely different. And I was having a lot more fun once I was like, okay, now things are different. The Mongol whole structure is different they played different it was a like a bit of a moment of like panic of like i don't know what to do now because they play differently but the game does a really good job of making sure you're getting those like little health tips and keeping you informed and mm-hmm. in what you need to do which i think is a big improvement because when i go back and play the old games i'm constantly like how do i do shit um <laughs> okay i'm just gonna die now okay cool um i think the grouping has become a big part of the new game especially when it comes to that bad ai with the some of the units i'm forcing myself to constantly group my units and i usually will group them by class like if it's a set of archers grouped you know set of swordsmen group you know set of horses grouped and then you can do um you can do a master group too so you can group everybody into a separate group so it's just this level of micromanagement that it's tedious but it's kind of fun too when you really get into the the deep mechanics of it and how you can command different groups in different ways. I do have a question on that though, right? And you might be able to help me because I didn't mm. get a, a, um, a hint for this. How do you ungroup? Because like, say mm. like you were trying to group a cavalry unit and instead of pressing one, you press two by accident, but you already had a group two. It fucks you up. It like, it puts like two in a comma two. And I'm like, damn it. Mm. I just, like I want to ungroup that. So, like I want to undo that. There doesn't seem to be a way, or there's no help. I don't know hint. off the top of my head. And yeah, if anybody knows in the comments, please let me know because I'm fucking stuck. <laughs> I'm sure on I'll that. figure it out the next time I play. I don't know if it's as simple as doing the same group again and try to like if it removes it. It doesn't. I've tried uh. that. <laughs> I've tried that, and it does not. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm doing it wrong though. So just let me know in the comments. That that bit just kind of annoyed me. 
I did mean to touch on that though. I mean, because that that stood out to me that that bit of micromanaging was appealing to me as someone who's now working from home, and it's like I'm looking for all the little shortcuts that I can, and to 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 quickly go to a unit and and be ready for combat, and to have tried to plan that out ahead of time on you know what I would need, and um, I, I I did find that very very appealing, and and couldn't remember if that was a feature in other games or or previous entries. Yeah. It- as soon as I, I got the hang of the grouping, I immediately thought, was this in the old games? Because now I feel like an idiot and I should have been grouping in <laughs> yeah. the old games. Because I could like, I could swear you could have done that, but I forgot. Like, I remember having groups, but maybe I'm misremembering other RTS yeah. games I've played. They just focused on it super early in the tutorial, you know, yeah. to, to, to remind you that, hey, you can do this. <clears throat> yeah, and that was helpful. The tutorial is really good. And like Don said before, the little pop-up t- uh, tips and hints and stuff of like that are really great. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely some things left to be wanted in the game um, but I think there's a lot of fun to be had there if you're a history nerd it's like no questions asked you're going to enjoy this game you're going to have fun you're going to appreciate all the historical cutscenes and cinematics especially because they go into such depth of explaining the tiniest little details like some of my favorite bits are the live action scenes that they show, like how the crossbow used to work and how it was developed. And like they're showing this guy using the thing to pull up the crossbow. Mm-hmm. It's super nerdy shit, but <laughs> I, I love it. You know, the, learning all those little details like that. I was going to say, I actually really enjoy as well when they, um, they get footage of like modern day Normandy and stuff like that as well. And they're mm-hmm. putting in their like superimposed like CGI characters yeah. and like what that would have looked like when they stormed like the city and stuff. And I think that's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Cause obviously all of those buildings have been there for many, 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 many years. Mm-hmm. So they would have been mm-hmm. around during those times. Um, oh. that kind of stuff is really interesting or the battle of Hastings and stuff like where mm-hmm. that's absolutely just, just a field today. And they were kind mm-hmm. of like superimposing their warriors on the field and showing you what that would have looked like in, yeah. in, in today. And I think that's kind of cool. I just remember something else that I really found interesting when I started playing the Mongol campaign is, a. Uh, it almost immediately goes into uh, uh, Genghis's, Genghis Khan's um, attack on China mm-hmm. and how he was trying to take on like the feudal China, like Jin dynasty. Mm-hmm. And that immediately started triggering all of my, you know, childhood dynasty warriors gameplay. And I'm like, I know this stuff because I used to play dynasty warriors, like a giant <laughs> fucking nerd. And I, all I was like, I'm obsessed with this now. I want to get deep into this and this history because I don't know it nearly as well as like some of the British history or like American history. And now I'm like, I need an expansion of the China dynasties because I know a lot of it from Dynasty Warriors. I want a Dynasty Warriors RTS. Now. Mm. That's what I want. Never, scratch it. Our Dynasty <laughs> Warriors RTS. That's what I need. That's what you need. <laughs> um, I do have a uh, question for everybody then as well because I felt this playing the game and I don't know if you felt this playing the game. But there's moments in it where they're just like, um, I don't know who does, like William the Conqueror, like absolutely, like ransacked the town and burnt it to the ground. And you go in and you kill all the villages and you ransack the buildings. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> like, that's horrible. <laughs> like, holy mm-hmm. fuck. That's just awful. But you're playing the game and you're RTS and you're like, yay, victory. And I'm like, I'm supposed to feel good about this. I do not. <laughs> like, I don't feel good at this at all. It's yeah. just a moral conflict for me. Because I'm like, oh, fun RTS history nerd. Woohoo. 
And then I'm well, like, it's, fuck it. It's just that's like with this fine. as well, because I'm, you know, a bit of a history nerd. And I, I've always loved history, but as I've got older, I've become to appreciate, like, more, take it more seriously, because I have a job and I'm an adult and I know what hard work is now. And so, so when they're like, I was watching one of the videos today and they're like, oh, and they, they walked from London to York. And I'm like, fucking York? That's supposed to took like a month. <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, it's, it's, yeah. it is getting that realism now of actually going back and actually appreciating actual history and stuff. But yeah, I felt the same way. Like you just go in there and you just slaughter an entire town and you're like, yay for me, put a farm there. <laughs> yeah, My just farm. put a farm there, take over everybody's town and use their own stables just and stuff. And I'm like, burn people's children and awful. now there's a farm. <laughs> you know, and I think it was like Henry or our, um, our, some, sorry, somebody William the Conqueror's kids and stuff. They were fighting over the land and shit, mm. and they were like, "Oh, we needed to like gain obedience throughout the towns of wherever." So they just ransacked the towns all and the other killed villages. everybody. I was like, oh, <laughs> "That's dark," and it's like that's, this fun yeah. little RTS game that's not at all dark. And you're like, "I feel like there's a point missing. Like there's there's Again, something missing there." It was called the Dark Ages for a reason. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I just I feel like there's like there's no um. I, I, like, I don't even know what to call that. Is it, like, self-consequence or, like, just self-awareness of the fact that they're, like, and then you ransack the village and, you're, like, you're killing people. Um, Murdering babies. There's none this of that, fine. but then I suppose that might be a massive fucking downer <laughs> on the games as well, so that's right. fair. They do a good job of keeping that very positive. Get you. <laughs> so it's yeah. the victory. Doo-doo. <laughs> like, like, oh, great. Shit. One thing I do find, like, it's a downside, not just Age of Empires, but uh, RTSs in general, is it's probably the point of the game, but it's it's overly focused on the military aspect of these games. Like, I like building the farms, and I like building the villages, and I like doing that, but I feel like it's more pushed towards military. It's all, like, with military context, and you just, once you leave that hub village with your little like gang of horses and shit you don't go back you know you're just like no. crawling through the things and stuff and so i kind of miss that building element like which is why maybe i do prefer like sim city and the that kind of game more oh, i was gonna I, say maybe sim city is more your game <laughs> yeah i like building stuff and i like building I set empires taxes. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to. I'm British. Uh, I mean, like tropical. <laughs> so, yeah, right? yeah, I just I like I like building little cathedrals and things like that. But I just find it gets into this. It's like I don't know. Civ's not an RTS, but it's like once you get the nuclear weapon, that's it. It's over. Just every fucking everything gets nuked. <laughs> yeah, so, true. So you know, it just stops becoming about civilization. Then it's just like, oh, I'm going to shoot a, an arrow man with a tank. You know, it's just yeah. But um, I feel like you made your point there, uh, yeah. and you kind of said it in the beginning that this is kind of the point of the game yeah i would agree that like age of empires is really the point of the game is that military aspect to go and yeah. conquer mm-hmm. different places and to set up different hubs um maybe if they if you were looking for more of a focus on building and running communities some of that i think civilization or yeah um sim city and stuff like that would definitely be more of your tone but this game i totally i understand it <laughs> i get what you're saying though it is annoying and i do often find that i'm like I go in, I rush into battle, and all my people die, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Mm. Yeah. I have to build up a whole new army. <laughs> or I like to like. I remember playing Age of Empires, and I'd make like my little town, and I've got like my shit and stuff. I put my little wall up, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, look at me with my little castle." And then the fuckers come over the hill and start burning it down, and I'm like, "Yeah!" <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah. It worked so hard. It was so pretty. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Leave my leave my potatoes alone. <laughs> Did you have something to add, Pat? It looked like you were going to say something. I, I, you know, bits and pieces here. I, there's a there's a disconnect I have with these games at a certain difficulty that I just I, I just don't have what it takes. You know, don't ask me to play this game online um, or mm. anything in the disconnect genre. Disconnect was the word I was looking for earlier. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just um, it it takes a different type of thinker than I am to excel at these games you know i'd like to think i can multitask but when you need me to be creating units at home base while also worrying about what the units that are out in the field are doing i it i have to set this game on easy and i have to and i have to just just have fun with it you know otherwise it's going to be a bad time you know they're really you know you got to put a lot of effort into these games and and to to spend the time to build up your army in your town and to think you're like ready for battle and then just get wrecked i mean i mean some people enjoy that but i just like with my attention span to have to invest that much time and to not feel the payoff of that is like i mm. i just i know me so i know what difficulty i had to play on it and that's okay and i can live with that but um, uh, i will fully admit i've been playing on easy because age yeah. of empires is not an easy game <laughs> same i've also been playing on easy which i'm actually really and... shocked that myself and dad are playing on the same level like Oh my god, then. I wanted, Did I just get I good, to or be able to get take bad? in as much of that game as possible. <laughs> then I'm like, yeah. I need to put it on easy if that's going to happen. Especially yeah, I want to be able those to games see like, hard. The, the, the storyline. I want to see all the videos and stuff, and I don't want to be like, I can't yeah. you know, yeah. get past this. Well, like, in yeah. preparation, I went back and I started playing Age of Empires 1 that I haven't played in a couple of months, and I was I got fucking overrun by the enemy within, like, 25 minutes, and I was just like, <laughs> like all right I, I need to play these games on easy at least to get the better understanding of how to play the game and to how to properly build up your units and because if i hadn't played the game in a while and i go into it cold i'm just like okay build 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 buy 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 and i'm not putting any strategy or planning into anything i'm doing so i'm just wasting resources on things i probably don't need <laughs> yeah so that's where it's like there there definitely is a you have to put a certain amount of yourself into these kind of games to really be successful at them if you're going to play it on anything over easy. Yeah. Yeah, I've been pretty much playing it on easy because I'm 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 suck at those games anyway and I I like the I like the feeling of success that I I am William the Conqueror and I did take yeah. over England and stuff. And I didn't get my ass kicked on the way. I definitely, <laughs> so. I definitely don't want to spend an hour and a half on a level just to die at the end and be like Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> But no, it's been I a lot of fun. An... It's been it, it's it's been a nice throwback to the, the originals, you know, yeah. as a as a replayer. It's been nice to go back <laughs> to and replay. replay the games again. So yeah. Do you have to do this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it makes me feel better, Dan. Let me have my mom. Um, <laughs> I know we already kind of started to branch off, but I actually do have a question for the panel too of if there are any other favorite RTS games that you like. Um, and they don't necessarily have to be of this nature, just like real-time strategy games. Because I know, I believe both mm. Maria and Pat also are RTS fans outside of that genre specifically. Pagan, I know you play a little bit of Sims and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, I've played a little bit of SimCity. I wasn't um, I wasn't super drawn to it, but I liked um, the Tycoon games. I don't know if you mm. can even call them real-time strategy games. but They're like, simulation, the Zoo but they, yeah, they Zoo fall kind and... of in that category. Yeah, that shit was fun. Like Roller Coaster Tycoon and stuff like that. I used to be obsessed, mm-hmm. obsessed with Roller Coaster Tycoon when I was a kid. Fuck, that game's awesome. 
Um, I don't know if I would have the same opinion of that game now. Probably bored off my yeah. tits, but um, I, uh, uh, yeah, I like that. And obviously Age of Empires and Age of Mythology. I, I really enjoy mm. those games. We had a fun conversation about it, trying to distinguish uh, <laughs> what made an RTS an RTS. Uh, because okay. I brought to the table that um, that Cities Skylines, which is just like SimCity, but I think it's a little better personally. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in games like 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 Planet Zoo, Planet Coaster, mm. I think have a degree of this real time strategy element but then trying to you know i it's obviously like when you tell when when you say an uh, an rts a real time strategy game i think of starcraft i think of warcraft mm. like i i get mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. get that that's what that is yeah. um but part of it i feel like is the ability to pause the game i feel like when Ooh, i've okay. i've collected money in yeah. uh i was playing planet zoo the other day i love that game i love i love the zoo in general mm. i'm building up my zoo i can pause the game I can start to build things with uh, a budget yes, that yes. I've accrued, mm-hmm. you know, and then hit play, hit play, and then yeah. and and then you react from there whether or not you did a good job. Uh, but the fact that like you build up an army in this real time strategy game, you know, you don't you don't have the you have to be thinking on your feet a lot more that that you know, um, not so much real time. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, I think you said uh, like a time management sim is, is, is a good way to, to refer to those other games. And I, I think that's uh, Okay. Too. Yeah. That's, that's a, mm, interesting. I never thought of it like that. Yes. Yeah. That's actually an interesting That concept. is a good, uh, yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a good category, honestly. Cause actually, like Zoo, Zoo Tycoon and Roku Tycoon, you do the same thing. You cause build I want a whole park and you let everybody sorry. in. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was actually finished. Sorry. <laughs> finished. Anyways, I was going to mention uh, the Jurassic World Evolution that I believe is made by the same people that made Planet Coaster and Planet Zoo. I think Frontier, I believe they might be the same studio. I'll have to double check that unless Peggy can Google quick. But uh, I have that. I have the Jurassic World Evolution. And it's the same thing. It's that time management sim. You build a park. You add new buildings to it. You add new dinosaurs. You have to draw as many people into it. It's a theme park. And you're trying to earn as much money as possible and continue to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. Frontier developments. Yeah. So they made both of those. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the kind of thing. I think the Jurassic world evolution two is coming out next week. And I, I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to have a a lot of my plate coming up with all these new awesome games coming out this month. So uh, like time management Sims, but I, I feel like they technically fall under the category of a real time strategy. It might not be real time per se, but it's that same style of like, you're trying to manage things from that God view. Mm. And uh, I enjoy a lot of those games too. I played quite a few uh, or a bit of SimCity. And then I think Jurassic World was the other big one I played. I haven't checked out Planet Coaster yet or Planet Zoo, but I'm curious. Speaking Hmm. of God view, did you play Black and White? Absolutely, sir. I was about to do that segue too. (laughs) (laughs) I almost rolled into it. I was about to. I don't to, know like, what this is. I'm going to Google. So, it. I had black and white one and two back in the day. Um, they were very much a god game RTS, and that's actually how they're described as as a god game because in that the game breaks the fourth wall and acknowledging that you as a player are manipulating the characters in the game. So, 
it's actually quite fun and it's a shame that you can't get this game anymore unless you find and buy the physical copies i see you <laughs> laughing pagan sorry yeah i just saw the fucking the graphics on the game that is so funny oh it's ancient now it came out in the early 2000s <laughs> oh i know yeah. but like i mean it's black and white it's like monsters and stuff yeah so yeah that's you- a- what stands out to me about that one is that you have this baby creature from the beginning mm-hmm. that is like your it's like you're in this Aww. physical world it is doing your bidding it's like yeah. your, it's your it's taskmaster like your hand of god essentially like he's your um uh the meta metatron <laughs> am i i don't know if i'm going too deep with that oh like god. he's the he enacts your will essentially you he he works your will through the animal and you can choose which kind of creature you start. I always use the wolf. I was always the wolf. I was never anything but the wolf. And you're given these choices of, of having a, a, you know, quote unquote, like good decision and a bad decision for doing Mm -hmm. things. And maybe that's you, you help the, your villagers do tasks like foraging for materials. Uh, And, and, or maybe you, you're, you want to just feed your villagers to this creature. And depending on the, routes that you take it'll affect how this creature is you'll have either like a wolf that looks nice and cuddly or you'll have like a scary werewolf looking looking guy um so you had a bit more freedom to choose how you wanted to be as this being that kind of seems fun like i mean oh my god i love that sounds good (laughs) it's it's so unfortunate that it's hard to get now because it's completely discontinued like across the board on that note, I got to ask now, Pat, since you are since you know Black and White, I'm assuming you played it a bit. Um, do you know who made Black and White? No, not a clue. Uh, Lionhead Studios. You know what else Lionhead oh! Studios made? Fable. There we <laughs> go. Yay, segue. There we go. Full circle. Yes. Oh, yeah, we did come for a circle. Wow. Fable and Black and White have a lot in common. They had that same um, uh, system of good and evil. mm and doing like the uh the choices and it makes a big difference in how your character evolves as you make choices fable was all about that you would either be all godly and you'd have a halo over your head or as you did evil things you started getting all like gnarled and you'd get like crazy marks and your eyes would start glowing and you get horns cool yeah fable's so good anyways (laughs) black and white was definitely one i have a list of like some of my favorite rts games including black and white um and i think one of my all-time military if we'll go with that uh denomination that military rts for me was command and conquer red alert mm-hmm. three yes okay. that game is bananas the and intro music absurd. oh my <laughs> god <laughs> i had every intention of having a screen share of the gameplay so you guys can see it but it wouldn't do it justice you need to hear and see that game in full force it's got an amazing cast uh, it's got Tim Curry in it, J.K. Simmons, uh, George what? Takai. Oh my god, uh, I didn't know that. All live action, all B-rated movie script with That's terrible graphics. Amazing. It's amazing. amazing. It's an absurd, absurd game, and Which it's one really did you fun say? to play. The third one, Red Alert Three. Okay. Yeah. I used to put the cheat code <laughs> in on that and just annihilate everything with nuclear weapons. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. So just, much fun. It, you could if you played as the Russians, you had like attack bears. If the you little were the, um the Tesla, the little Tesla coils yeah. and just electrocute everybody. It's great. Yeah. What? <laughs> if you were the oh uh, the Japanese, you had like attack dolphins that swam around and like killed people. Like it was just it took it to an absurd <laughs> thing. The whole story revolved around this group of Russian soldiers going back in time and killing Albert Einstein and changing history. 
it's fucking bananas. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Wow. So good. So uh, <laughs> I'm just I don't looking know at like else... some footage of this gameplay and I'm so like, good. what the fuck is this? So good. I feel like there haven't been enough alternative history RTS mm. games. It's all usually oh, kind of built point. in, you know, if you were the realism like simulation kind I think of it was thing. like Age of yeah. Mythology and stuff like that and there was, that was um, real life. I mean it not it's not <laughs> RTS but there was also Populous that was a that wasn't it wasn't RTS y but it was like Populous was like you were a god and you got your people to like I you'd 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 you know order them about and make them pray for you and you're like yeah you better pray to me <laughs> like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so yeah just I like being God. It's fun. Well, then you definitely need to get a hold of black and white if you want to play uh, I should. Yeah, I haven't I never played such it. A good game. So you'd have to track down a physical copy of it somewhere on the internet and see if you can get it working on your computer. Mm, Does your computer nice. still have a disk drive too? No. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. We have a portable right. disk drive. Does it help? Huh? Yeah. I mean it works. It works. Uh, I know there was another one I was thinking of that I wanted to mention. I kind of escaping me right now. Did anyone else have any other RTS memories or fond memories? Or the anecdotes? Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth. Oh my God! Yeah, great uh, fucking shout! Great shout! Yes, I've heard That's that all. game. That is game was fucking unreal. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, I mean not, not too much specific. You know, it's it's a very similar kind of game and uh but just the uh the, being in that world and um and, mm. and understand you know, knowing the references of those the hero characters you got to control as and going through the storyline there too. Fantastic. But just like these other games, I have to crank that I have to turn it down to easy. Uh don't mm. don't go online and then we'll have a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree. I actually, we, I'm, we still have that. We still have Battle for Middle Earth too. We um, actually have the first one and the second one for PC, but we couldn't yes. get them to work, and the like. All the support is down for that as well. I actually went and found a copy of the second one for Xbox a few months ago, and <gasps> I haven't played it yet. Dope. That was okay. Sorry, that's exactly what I should have said too. Is the fact that that game translated so well onto a controller. Mm. Where yeah. you know you, traditionally you play those games on the PC, and it, it came at a time where I was not PC gaming, um, mm. and and I you know I just had so much fun with that uh, mm. on my couch. Yeah, great show. Which there's another game. RTS game that I'm a big fan of that translates well onto a controller because it was developed for a controller was Halo Wars. Halo hey, yes, Wars. yeah. Halo Wars. I've is seen that played. Really it good. looks good. Yeah, I haven't yeah. played it myself. Uh, and I actually just recently started playing Halo Wars 2, and I learned that the enemies in Halo Wars 2 are the enemies in Halo Infinite. And I'm like, I have to play Halo Wars 2 so I can know what's happening in Infinite. A little sneak preview. Ooh. A little bit. A little bit. Like, I remember watching the new trailer for Halo uh, Infinite that dropped a few weeks ago, and they talked about the Banished. And I'm like, who the hell are the Banished? And then oh. I started playing Halo Wars, and I was like, oh, all right. That's cool. Apparently, I have to play Halo Wars. That's where they got banished to. Yes. (laughs) The Halo Wars. In the Halo Wars. The Wars of Halo. (laughs) All good. I think Age of Empires 4 is a great game, and I think you should play it if you're in any way a history buff or an Mm -hmm. RTS fan. If you've never played an Age of Empires game, I think it's relatively easy to pick this one up because of the hints Mm -hmm. and the helpful stuff in the tutorial. It's really great. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. I haven't played Age of Empires in, since it was around in 2005, so this was an easy pickup. I'm like, am I going to remember how to play this game? But it was a nice little refresher where it was like, the tutorial basically holds your hand through the whole thing, so it's easy to pick up, and it's fun. I mean, yeah, learn some mm-hmm. history. Yeah. yeah. And just to throw it out there that it's on Game Pass, so yes. if you have Game Pass, you can play it right now. Or you can look at signing up for Game Pass yes. if you're interested in playing and not paying $60 for the game. Give it a shot. I think you can get Game Pass for like a month or three months for a dollar. Give it mm-hmm. a go. If you don't want it anymore, don't keep getting Game Pass or whatever. You'd get access to Halo you in a month. You'd get access to, Halo. You'd get access to Forza in five yep. days, four days. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Mm-hmm. I'm in big Game Pass's pocket right now. Yeah. Oh, same. We I are not we are. sponsored by them at all, but holy hell, I <laughs> no. love Game Pass. I'm like a PlayStation gamer, and I swear to God, Game Pass is fucking excellent. Yes, like it is. Sony, okay. come on now. Yeah, Happy game and now bitch. with uh, you know Forza knocking it out of the park, and mm. then Halo coming around the corner, and hopefully Halo knocks it out of the park. Like I'm like, come on, baby, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I actually I I succumb to I I'm gonna be able to play Forza with the Game Pass, but I actually bought the Game Pass Premium Add-on Pack. Which gives you access cool. to all the DLC for the game for the next two years, and it lets me play it early, so I have I can play it wow. now. Fuck! How <laughs> much is that? Fifty dollars. <laughs> okay. So oh, it's wow. still less than the game itself, but yeah. it's it's Xbox's new like marketing. I think that they're like we're fully aware that you're not going to buy the game because you have it on Game yeah. Pass, uh-huh. but here's how you can get all of the extra shit that's going to come out for it without buying the game. Because that's the only other way to get that stuff is buying like the premium version nice. of the game or buying the individual like packs. Mm-hmm. So they made a bundle deal specific to Game Pass owners. I feel like that's a, that's a very smart opportunity for them. I, I didn't. Oh, I was I was not aware that they were doing that. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, I think that's going to be something they start doing regularly now, and I'm sure Forza is going to be the one to really nail that strategy, and that might be what they do from now on to really secure Game Pass subscribers. Yeah, it's a good call. Again, not sponsored by Microsoft, but happy to be. <laughs> hey, it's great. Game Pass is great. You got to say it. It's, it is, though. It's good. I deal. see people mm-hmm. constantly talking about how they think that like everyone who shouts Game Pass is just a paid off, you know. No, I wish. Tool, uh, but it's. Yeah, I it, wish. <laughs> oh, for Spencer? <laughs> hey. Oh, oh. Where's my bag of money? Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I've got to take this. Yeah, it's sorry. Phil. Uh... <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, thanks, Phil. All right. Hey, see you. hey, bye. See you on Monday. Hey. It's like that scene from Toy Story where Woody's buzzes arm and he's like, "Ah, oh, hi, Phil. Yeah, you're my pal." <laughs> oh, Someone okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us this week on the all new Replayer Podcast. Uh, to take us out and close the show. Just want to let everyone know that you can feel free to pop us a message over at our email at the Replayer Podcast at gmail or you can always reach out to us on Twitter if you want to join us uh, for an episode of the show, talk about some new games coming up, um, or just I don't know, share your opinions on some of the things we're talking about. Yeah, yeah feel free. Um, are there any games that you want to talk about on the show or discuss? Let us know. And with that, I'm Dan. Thank you, Pagan. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Patrick. This is the Replayer Podcast, and that's game over. Bye. 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 Okay, there we go.
Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.